Good afternoon. This is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's briefing is called Jesus Crucified and Buried. Finally, the procession reaches the top of Mount Calvary. Jesus and two criminals are to be crucified. Jesus is stripped naked, his bruised and bloodied arms outstretched on the rough wood. A five-inch long, three-eighths-inch square nail is driven through each side of his hands. Actually, more the wrists. Crucifixion is meant to be humiliating beyond compare. Excruciating without equal. As each painful hour drags by before death through suffocation eventually occurs. It is horrific. The soldiers bend Jesus' knees, place his feet flat against the wood, and drive a nail through each foot. At high noon, the soldiers raise the cross and position its base in the hole and drop it in with a jarring thud. From the sixth hour until the ninth hour, darkness comes over all the land. The light of the world was about to be extinguished, the darkness a cosmic sign. Though it's midday, the sunlight is blocked, perhaps a reaction to the Son of God being put to death. About the ninth hour, Jesus cries out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My heart aches at the incredible aloneness Jesus experienced, as God the Father has to look away from him, and he becomes our sin. When some of those standing nearby hear this, they say, He's calling Elijah. Later, knowing that all was now complete, so that scripture could be fulfilled, Jesus says, I am thirsty. Immediately, one of them runs and gets a sponge. He fills it with wine vinegar, puts it on a stick, and offers it to Jesus to drink. When he has received the drink, Jesus says, It is finished. Tetelestai. Jesus called out in a loud voice, Father, Into your hands I commit my spirit. Tetelestai, he uttered, and drew his last breath. It's a Greek expression, but everyone standing within earshot understands what Jesus is saying. It is finished. Tetelestai, when used in accounting, means paid in full. In fact, archaeologists have found papyrus tax receipts with the word written across it. Interesting. With Jesus' dying breath, our sin is paid in full, our debt canceled. Our Lord dies on the cross, and then he's buried. A man named Joseph of Arimathea, a member of the Sanhedrin, goes to Pilate and asks to care for the body of Jesus. He takes a big risk in doing so because he obviously comes out in support of Jesus by making such a request. All of the disciples, except John, have fled from the scene, concerned that their close relationship with Jesus might see them imprisoned or worse, executed. It's not safe right now to make a show of support for Jesus. Too much risk, too much unknown. So it's particularly unusual that Joseph and Nicodemus, a Pharisee and Jewish ruler, request to take Jesus Besides, this was no small labor. 
The burial spices that Nicodemus brings are believed to have weighed 95 pounds. The women also bring spices with which to wrap the body. So really, with all that they are doing, do you think they trust that Jesus is going to be resurrected? Gosh, were they even thinking about it? I can't imagine that they were. I remember when my father died in 1998. I had been en route to my oldest son's high school basketball game when I got the call. I turned the car around and headed for the hospital morgue. I told Dad goodbye that day, face to face, but his body had already begun to set, and he was no longer my dad. When a body has drawn its last breath, rigor mortis begins to set in, first in the smallest muscles, such as those in the face and hands, and then extending to the muscles in the limbs, causing them to stiffen, like my dad's. The mouth is slack and seems to freeze while agape. In our culture, we do not typically handle our loved one's lifeless bodies, certainly not in preparing them for for burial. But families and loved ones in Jesus' day did so. When Joseph and Nicodemus took Jesus down from the cross, they rubbed his stiff arms to remove the rigor mortis, which kept them in a V-shape, and then carefully washed his bloody, bruised body. Then they anointed it with oil and wrapped it in one long linen cloth. They tied a separate napkin under his chin to keep his mouth from hanging open after the muscles began to loosen. Next, they wrapped his body from head to toe in long strips of linen using spiced resin and 75 to 100 pounds of heavily scented spices to offset the smell of decomposition, a common practice for the Jews. The men worked quickly to be sure that Jesus was in the tomb by nightfall, as they wanted to keep the Sabbath day sacred. Further, the law required the body of someone who had been executed to be buried the same day. Dear Lord, revisiting some of the details you suffered is incredible. I'm wondering, when you hear the word Calvary, do you wince, Jesus? And when you look at your hands, do you rub them? And in view of these things, how then shall I live? Child, Jeremiah captured the passionate question that burns in my heart. Who is he who will devote himself to be close to me? Will you? Be devoted to me. That is my highest desire. Love me. Spend time with me. Set your life on a course of obedience. Amen.